Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's word for February 22nd, 2019. So I've been teaching a series entitled Press Through It, where as believers, we just have to be reminded oftentimes that we have to build up the grit and determination that's required in order for us to overcome the obstacles that we will encounter on the path to our destiny. So we've been studying something from the life of the Apostle Paul. It's something that he experienced when he got called up into heaven. This is from 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 2 through 10. I want to go back to it again this morning. And to the title of today's message on this Friday morning, as we seek to close out the week strong, head into the weekend strong, is maintaining the proper perspective and attitude. As a believer, your perspective and your attitude will have a great impact on your life and what you get to experience. So we have to remain humble. We we should have a good perspective of the grace of God, knowing that God does in us and with us and for us and through us things that we didn't necessarily earn or deserve. And, and we should just be thankful for the fact that we get to experience those things by his unearned and amazing grace. Let's maintain the proper perspective. Let's maintain the proper attitude. So going back to the passage, Paul says, he's, he's writing about himself in third person. He says, now I know a man in Christ who about 14 years ago got caught up into heaven. Now, whether he was in the body, out of the body, I don't know, God knows. Uh, but this man, I'm telling you, once again, whether in the body, out of the body, I don't know, God knows, he was caught up into paradise. He heard inexpressible things and he saw some things that really no human is permitted to see or to tell. But I will boast in, in a man like that. I will not boast in myself. If I'm going to talk about myself, I'm going to boast in my weakness. Now, even if, if I would choose to boast, though, I wouldn't be lying. I would be speaking the truth. God has used me to do great things. But I refrain because I don't want anyone to think more highly of me than they ought to think. Uh, but because of these surpassingly great revelations that I experienced, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, there was given unto me a thorn in the flesh. This is a messenger from Satan, a demon from the enemy that was assigned to torment me 24-7, 365. Now, I pleaded with the Lord and I asked God three times to take this thing away. But God said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in your weakness. So therefore, Paul says, I will boast even the more gladly in my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest upon me. That's why, for Christ's sake, I take pleasure in weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and difficulties for when I am weak, then I am made strong. I'm talking about maintaining the proper perspective and maintaining the proper attitude on this Friday morning. So I have four things to share with you as we seek to close out the week. And now I want you to free yourself of all distractions, all distractors, and just give yourself over to the word. You ready? There's a voice behind my voice. There's a word behind my word. Four things. Here we go. God will give you, number one, the experiences you need in order to fulfill your life's assignment. Whatever it is that you need. In Paul's case, he had a tremendous assignment. He was called by God not only to minister the gospel to the Gentiles, but he also was called by God to write over half the New Testament. And since he was charged with receiving revelation from the Father and writing these things out, then God allowed him to have some experiences like being called up into heaven to have an amazing uh, uh, supernatural moment where he could just take in and bask in the revelation that he was receiving from heaven. So he was in position because of this experience that he had 
by going to heaven and really kind of seeing God on a different level and really kind of just peering into God's realm, he had a perspective of God and a perspective of heaven. He received revelation on another level, uh, on a level that most humans don't get to experience. And then he came back from that experience and he wrote over half the New Testament. Now, his experience in heaven was necessary for his life's assignment because it was necessary for to do what God called them to do, then God provided it. My point for you here is that whatever is necessary for you, whatever is required for you to become the man, the woman that God called you to be, whatever is required for you to complete your divine assignment while you're in the land of the living, then God will give you those things. And God is not gonna give you those experiences necessarily because you earned it or you deserve it or, or you're worthy of it. God is just gonna give you the experiences because they're required in order for you to become the, the person that you are called to be in order for you leave, to leave the mark in this world that you're supposed to leave. Now, when you understand that, that God is giving me these things because they're required and God is giving me these things because he called me to do it and God is giving me these things because he has to give me these things for me to complete it and it has nothing to do with the fact that I'm worthy or not worthy and it has nothing to do with the fact that I earned it or didn't earn it or I deserve it or in most cases I clearly don't. So I know I don't deserve it. I know I'm not worthy. I know I didn't earn it and God gave it to me anyway. Then then really what that does is that puts me in a position to, to free myself of pride or any inkling of pride and keep the perspective where it's supposed to be on God's goodness, his grace. His grace is unearned. It is unmerited. It is undeserved. It is God doing. God chose me and now God is giving everything to me that I need in order to fulfill what the assignment that he chose me to fulfill. And it has nothing to do with me being good. It has nothing to do with my performance. It has everything to do with him being good. It has everything to do with his performance. So we got to keep that proper attitude. Number two, boast in the fact that you get to experience it and, and, and not that you earned it. See, this is this is the dangerous part, especially you know for real religious people. So uh, thankfully, I'm not religious and I hope you're not either. <laughs> I hate religion. But religious people are very um, dogmatic and very critical. So religious people feel like they're right and, and other people are wrong. And the truth is we're all wrong. I mean, so if it were not for the grace of God, none of us, we would all be men and women most miserable. So. Um, here's the truth. The truth is, um, I didn't earn it. Neither did you. And religious people feel like they've done something like they're worthy of something and they look down on other people. And that's not, that's not how Jesus lived. And that's not how we're supposed to live. So it would be easy if Paul were religious for him to feel like, oh man, I'm special because I went to heaven. I'm special because, uh, you know, I, God called me up into heaven. Did God call you to heaven? No, God didn't. God called you to heaven, Paul, because you needed to go to heaven in order to fulfill your life's assignment. So yes, it's true that most people don't get that experience, but whatever you need to experience in order for you to complete what you're called to do is available to you. Paul was just happy that he got to do it. He wasn't basically putting the emphasis on him. He was like, if I'm going to boast in anything, I'm going to boast in my weakness. It's not about me. I'm just thankful that I got to experience something like that. As a believer, you should just be thankful that you get to do it. You should be thankful that this is something that you're called to do. Don't feel like you you earned it or you're worthy of it and you look down on other people because they don't have your assignment. Uh, you know, that like they are less than you because they don't, they're not called to do it what you're called to do. That's ridiculous. I, I'm called to preach the gospel. I'm called to be a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, 
I'm called to pastor, but that doesn't mean that someone else who doesn't have that particular assignment is any less. Uh, you may be called to be a nurse. You may be called to be a brick mason. You may be called to be a mechanic. And if that's your assignment, if that's what you're called to do on this planet, you may be called to be the uh, a mother of six children. I, you know, whatever it is that you're, that is your divine assignment, you embrace it and you walk in it. And something, this is what you get to do. That you should be thankful for it. And no one else has your assignment. And no one else should make you feel any less than them because you don't have their assignment. And you shouldn't feel any more than someone else because they don't have yours. At the end of the day, we should be able to celebrate the giftings and the diversities of God without jealousy, without me feeling bigger than anyone else and without me feeling inferior to anyone else. I get to celebrate you and you get to celebrate me because we are all individually called to, to be who we're called to be in the body of Christ. Number three, when you know that you didn't earn it, you acknowledge and appreciate God's grace on another level. Paul was like, man, I went to heaven, but I'm not going to boast in me. I'm going to, if I'm going to boast, I'm going to boast only in my weakness. He was like, I didn't earn the trip. I'm not going to act like I did. I'm not going to act like God sent me to heaven because I did everything right. Because the truth is that I didn't. I, as a matter of fact, I wasn't qualified to be an apostle. I persecuted uh, the church. I was on the wrong side. I was on the wrong team. I was killing Christians. Uh, not only that, since I've been born again, I've made lots of mistakes, more mistakes than I want to acknowledge. So it has nothing to do with my performance. It's not about me being perfect. It's not about me doing everything right. It's about God's overwhelming goodness. And when you think about the grace of God, you should, man, it, it, your heart should be overflowing with gratitude. When I think about what God has called me to do and the fact that I know that I'm not worthy and, and, and I've made more mistakes than I want to acknowledge, sometimes I just sit there and I think about what God has called me to do and things that he's revealed to me about my future. And I can't do anything but weep. I just thank God that he is so good to me. It's not because of me. It's only because of him. And so God, who is rich in mercy, calls us by his grace, not our merit. Number four and finally, the secret is in acknowledging the fact that you don't deserve it. See, Paul had the perspective that he did. Let me say it this way. He, Paul was able to have the proper perspective because he had a sober understanding of his flaws. He had a sober understanding of all the stuff he did wrong before he came to Christ and all the stuff he did wrong even after he was born again. And when you have a sober understanding of yourself, the closer you get to God, the less you think of yourself. When you know how jacked up you are, when you realize how many mistakes you've made and, and even the mistakes that you continue to make and, and how many times you said, Lord, if you, this is the last time. If you just get me through this, this is the last time. And of course, it's not the last time. And so when you acknowledge the fact that you are flawed and that you have a, a litany of failures and, and, and that, you know, that you still are working through your internal faults, but God chooses to use you anyway, then your perspective of God and his grace is amazing because at that point, you can't help but acknowledge that it's, it's, it's all about him. You can't help but acknowledge that, listen, where I'm weak, is God who is make me, making me strong. I can't take credit for what God is doing. And that's the perspective that we're supposed to have. If you really want to press through it, if you really want to get through all the challenges that you're going to face, you have to have the proper attitude. And here's the attitude. I can't do it, but God can do it through me. And where I am weak, God makes me strong. Let's close this message out for this Friday morning. Head into the weekend strong. Let's declare something over our lives. I want you to repeat after me now. Say this. Say, Father... I thank you for your amazing grace. 
There was a time in my life where I was plagued by my past. Satan constantly reminded me of all the things I did wrong and told me I was not worthy of your best. The enemy told me that I had disqualified myself from my destiny. <laughs> Even today, when I make mistakes, he tries to get me to feel condemned. But the days of me falling for those tricks are over. I don't judge my future by my past. I don't judge my future by my performance. I only judge my future by your commitment to me. I am who you say I am. I get to do what you've called me to do. I know I'm not good enough. But thankfully, Father, where I am weak, you make me strong. Living with this attitude, I am convinced that you will change the world and you'll do it through me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org and sign up and get the messages. They're going to be a blessing to you. Head into this day with the right attitude. Head into this day with the right perspective. When you know that you can't, when you know you haven't earned it, when you know you don't deserve it, but God has called you to do it anyway, you can open up your heart, you can remain humble, and you can be the man, the woman that God has called, destined, designed, and desires for you to be. Head into this day fully embracing the grace of God so you can change the world. And do me a favor, before you leave the screen, please share this message on your social media, on your timeline with your friends. I love you and God loves you. Have, have an amazing day and an amazing weekend. God bless you.